Okay, it's 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock my time, 10 a.m. I try to do these all the time at 10 a.m. Uh, for different reasons. For different reasons. And um, like I said before, at 10 a.m. here, it's in Africa. Let's start, let's say, um, West Africa to uh, East um to Eastern Africa, there's a time difference of uh, four to seven hours. So add that to 10 o'clock um, in the morning, my time. And then you get into Asia, you got an extra nine hours, Pakistan, India, it's a nine hour, 10 hour difference. So over there, it's not 10 o'clock, it's not 10 a.m. It's, uh, <laughs> it's almost midnight, not quite. But that's why I do what I do. This is why we do what we do at this time. So this is good. So anyhow, we're going live. And we're. this is a continuation of um, what we've been looking at concerning exousia, uh, regarding in uh, John, the Gospel of John 1, uh, regarding sonship. And I uh, just want to introduce another Another dictionary here, another dictionary, I want to introduce another dictionary, this is a newer version, a new edition, but it's still, it's still the dictionary by Strong's, James Strong's, everybody should know about James Strong's by now, Strong's Concordance, Strong's Dictionary, but especially his concordance, and um, everything he did, the labor, this man and his team, what they did, hi, uh, write your nation, write your nation, what nation you're from. So I cannot, so I can acknowledge you. All right. So, uh, so Strong's Concordance, Strong's Concordance, uh, Mr. Strong's, he also, um, they use Strong's numbering. It's called Strong's numbering. I don't really want to get into this, but anyhow, uh, and that's what the interlinear Bibles are all about. Cause then they have, they have, you got, you got Strong's numbers on the top and then India, India. India, I recognize you. Uh, so we have Strong's number, and then we got the Greek word, and then we have uh, the English translation. So let's get this. Uh, let's get the, let's just let's get this show on the word on the on the road. And uh, so let's look at what Strong's dictionary had to say about this word exousia. We already looked at Zodiades, right? Remember, we looked at Zodiades. Out of his dictionary, so I show these things, right? I like to show the books, and we're going to do that on the videos, too. And when we do uh, videos for YouTube and all that. <clears throat> North India. All right. So Strong's Dictionary, really, uh, for Exousia, has the idea of as a right or privilege. We already looked at that. Authority, conferred power. Power that is conferred. Conferred to who? By, by who and to who? By God and to his children. Delegated empowerment, I love that, authorization, operating in a designated jurisdiction. This is huge. This is huge. And delegated power refers to the authority God gives or delegates to his saints, to his children, right? And that's what we read in, in John, the Gospel of John, John 1, 12 to 13. Authorizing them to act to the extent they are guided by faith and also by the Holy Spirit, I'll add. Um, in the sense of ability, ability, exousia, he's given us the exousia, he's given us the ability, the privilege, the force, the capacity, competency, freedom, mastery, potentate, huge words, huge words, uh, token of control, 
delegated influence, right, and strength. It's huge. This is so, it's like, it's crazy, man. You know, and most of us are not even near walking in this. Well, that's all going to change because this is what this ministry is all about. All right. So, and something I also noticed very, very interesting is uh, I had to write some notes because I haven't been, blessings, thank you. I hadn't been making notes for these uh, live streams. I haven't, no. And last night I was getting some ideas for this next video or this next teaching, and I had to write them down. I just had to. They were so good. So this word exousia, all right, the Greek word, that's a transliteration. It sounds very similar to the word ecclesia, because exousia has the word ek, all right, ek. And then so does the word Ecclesia, ecclesia, exousia. Ah, I just thought that was very interesting. And of course, the, 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 the exousia is given to the ecclesia. I thought that was interesting. So anyhow, so I, I wrote here, we will look at a few more rights, um, that belongs to those of us who are, who come in union with Christ via the new nature, the new birth, before we, we move on tomorrow. Hopefully tomorrow we can move on to other other places where this word exousia is used in the New Testament regarding Christ, uh, who's our Lord or Savior, elder brother, all these different things like that, um, and also for the believer, all right? So I think I'm going to unpack the rest of this today, hopefully. And so what are a couple more of these rights? We already looked at this. I'm not going to go over them. Uh, but let's look at a couple more rights that we have or privileges or benefits that we have in Christ. These rights that were conferred to us, that were given to us uh, by God, according to John 1, 12 and 13. Well, let's look at Colossians. Let's look, I'm not going to read through the whole uh, four verses, but let's look at Colossians 3, 1 to 4. Colossians 3, 1 to 4. Very interesting here. It talks about being raised up with Christ to new life. Or newness of life. I think it's Romans 7 or Romans 8 talks about newness of life. All right. So this newness of life that we've been given in Christ, um, setting our minds, verse 2, setting our minds on things that are above and not things on the earth, walking by sight uh, versus walking by faith. Um, verse 3, as far as the world's concerned, the world of the first Adam, uh, we have died and this new real life is hidden with Christ. Uh, with Christ in God, and verse four, when Christ, who is our life, appears. So these are these are I call these privileges or benefits or rights. We we have access to the life of Christ once we're born again. Yeah, that's the whole point of coming in union with Christ with the new nature, and the world don't have access to that. Well, they have they have access to it if they get right with God, but they don't have. It's not given to them until they get born again. And also, very interesting also, what came to me last night was in Ephesians, and this is everywhere. I don't have time to cover all of that. Uh, hopefully I will one day with making huge videos. Um, but Ephesians 6, 10 to 17, let's start, just let's look at verse 10. It says, be strong in the Lord. Well, the heathen can't be strong in the Lord. He's not in the Lord. He's, he's not in the Lord. He's outside of the Lord. He's not born again yet. So this is a, this is a right. We have right to this. We have the access. We have the privilege, uh, to all of this. Be strong in the Lord, 
Um, verse 11, put on God's armor. Yeah, put on God's armor. Um, uh, why? So in thir 13, so that we may be able to resist and stand our ground on the evil day. Yeah. Uh, 16, uh, put on, uh, lift up the shield of faith. Right? Use your faith as a shield. Um, 17, the helmet of salvation. All right? I just wrote here, the world, the world. Uh, those who are still in union with the first Adam, the heathens, the pagans, the sinners, they don't have access to this life that we just read in Colossians. They don't have access to this armor. They don't have access to it. They don't. They don't have a right to it yet. Yet. <laughs> uh, the life of Christ is for those who are now in union with Christ. And the armor of God are for those who are born of God. Makes sense, right? Yet the moment they do get born again, the moment they get born again, saved, they have perfect access to that life and that armor and so much more, right? So that's what it's called, the good news. This is all good news. The armor of God is good news. Uh, the life of Christ is good news. It's very good news. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's great news, all right? So I wrote here, all of this is available to them, absolutely, by faith, yet they need to receive Christ, as it says in John 1, 12, and 13. It says right there, and in very interesting in John 1, 12, um, but to as many. Who are the many? Who Who's he referring to? He's referring to sinners. He's referring to heathens, pagans, unbelievers. He's receiving to as many sinners as did receive and welcome Jesus. God gave the power, the authority, the privilege, the right, the exousia to become the children of God. Right? So that's what it is, right? So you go from being a sinner to a saint. That's what it's all about. Right? Children of God. Saints. Right? Sons of God. Saints. Right? Holy ones. Right? Yeah. So my final note here, want to keep these short. Uh, my final note here, my final note, look at this, these guys, my final note, my final note, my final note, everything we've looked at so far regarding this Greek word, exousia, in the first chapter of John's Gospel, in context with new creation realities. Sorry about that. Got a call. So I guess they don't watch me on, uh, they don't watch the live stream. So that's their problem. So all of this in John 1.12, because of that little word become, genomei, is in direct context with the original creation. John 1, 3, verse 3, has the word become, genomi, three times. And also the incarnation, verse 14, which is right after verse 12 and 13. So we've got the original creation, we've got the new creation, and we've got the, the incarnation, right? So that's huge uh, regarding the incarnation, which is the beginning of the new creation, right? He's the firstborn from the dead. He's the firstborn of this new creation. So um, anyhow, this is huge stuff. And most people are not interested in this, but they better get interested because you know what? Uh, they're going to give an account. We're going to give an account for this stuff. Um, and it's all in the Word. And uh, the Holy Spirit's there to assist us in getting these things over to us. And this is, I'm going to do what I can do, and there's going to be more. We're going to be doing a whole lot more, a whole lot more. This is nothing. This is this is a little peanut. This is a little mini studio I've got in my basement, you know. Uh, but we're going to be doing a whole lot more. And uh, so as I finish all my teachings, all my teachings, I encourage you, I encourage you to walk in the fullness of, 
of the grace and of the faith of God. Shalom and amen. Thank you.